Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Germany-based jazz drummer Klava Hellmeyer. We got into his new 2023 CD, Books Bossa, and his life and music from his base in Munich. He grew up in a musical household, learning piano at first and switching to the drums by the age of 12. After taking private lessons for a couple of years, he started to perform with the Bavarian Youth Jazz Orchestra and eventually enrolled in the jazz program of the University of Performing Arts in Munich. Two years later, he relocated to Vienna and met his future mentor, Joe Farnsworth. From there, he went to New York City to again study with Joe and eventually started to play with jazz greats like Harold Mayburn, Eric Alexander, and so many others. We cover this wonderful jazz story. Enjoy. I'm fine. How are you? Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thanks for taking a minute. Where are you located? I'm in Munich, Germany. Okay, wonderful. Well, hey, thank you for taking a minute out. I, I love the new album. And before we get into that, I'm wondering... How did you survive the pandemic as a musician? How did you get through the last three and a half years? And how did it change you? Well, it was kind of tough. Uh, um, the, the, the state didn't really care for the musicians that much. And so I had to, you know, ask my parents for some money and try to rent out my apartment for a while. Stuff like that. So that really impacted me, of course, you know, thinking about the future. Uh, without any safety in, in the in the business, but I, I made it through, and and since then it's been great for me. So I'm trying to not look back too much on it. Yeah, no, I get it. So the brand new album, books, books, boss. I'm curious, how does it feel to have this album out now, and and to kind of have a new beginning and live shows and all of that? Uh, it's great. Um, it was really a dream come true to be in, in that studio and uh, with the musicians I'm looking up to for years. So, yeah, it was a dream come true. And I hope, of course, with that album, my um, recognition is going to, you know, get bigger and bigger. Yeah. So how did you, from an artistic standpoint, how did you put these songs together on the album? Uh, I just was looking for the stuff I really like listening to. You know, I, I'm trying to make music that I, I would enjoy myself listening to. You know, so I was just going through my, my record collection and trying to find songs that I like to play and I think the musicians like to play and they sound good on and I sound good on and then just put it together. So what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? I really like to have a, a variety, you know, I have to have, I like to have a nice ballad with a really different feel, you know, a really nice uh, melody and more space to, you know, more like a romantic sound. And then I like uh, some blues in there that makes people, you know, feel good. And then some, some groove stuff like, like books, bossa, you know, it makes people uh, tap their toes or dance or something like that. Talk to me. I know you started out on the piano and moved to the drums. Talk to me a little bit about yeah. how this love of music and more specifically jazz became who you are today. Well, I didn't really start listening to jazz until I was 20, I think. So before that, it was like rock and roll and uh, funk music, maybe. 
me and soul, but but no jazz. And I didn't have any jazz collections at home with my parents. So it started pretty late. But uh, my, my dad took me to a jazz festival when I was 19, maybe. And I heard this trumpet player, I'm, I'm sure you know him, Brian Lynch. I mean, not even the drummer, but but somehow Brian and his trumpet playing really called me. And then I thought, wow, jazz is something something nice, something special. So I, then I started listening to jazz. Who were some early influences, some early albums that you listened to that made an impact? Well, first, I didn't have any albums. So it was basically all the local musicians. So I just would go out on jam sessions or concerts and hear people play without any stuff at home. But then I asked my teacher back then, who should I check out? And he said, check out Charlie Parker and uh, the, the dial sessions and the Savoy sessions and uh, check out Philly Joe Jones. Yeah. So probably I would say Max Roach and um, Philly Joe were my, my main two guys at first. And then so you came to New York City and learned with Joe Farnsworth. Talk to me about that time of your life. Uh, I met Joe in, in Vienna when I was studying in Vienna and he gave a master class. And I had never heard anything like that live before. The, the, the way he sounded on the drums was so special and so new to me. So I thought I have to take more lessons with him and hang out with him. So after that, every year I would go to New York for a couple of weeks, uh, twice a year maybe, and just hang out with him and go to every gig he was playing. And uh, yeah, he was talking to me about, about all the stuff he learned from his, his teachers and from his experience and I can't thank him enough for, for everything he told me and showed me. So what do you like the best about being a professional musician? What do you look forward to the most? Mostly being in different places. That's that's a really great thing. You know, you can visit so many cities that you would never go to in your life and you actually get paid for it. You know, you don't have to pay to go on vacation can travel so much and also the connection between the musicians there's a community community going on and between the audience and the musicians there's something special about that so i always hear there's a special connection in europe with jazz that's different from america there's a different level of appreciation so what is the scene like in munich what's uh what's going on uh well munich used to be I think one of the, the the best cities for jazz, but that was in the eighties, nineties. So and now, it's more it's more has shifted to towards uh, modern European music, I would say. So for the jazz that I, I like doing, it's I have to find people. You know, there's always some people, but it's not it's not too many musicians that are doing the same thing yeah for sure so talk to me a little bit are you do you do you are you touring back to america do you have any plans on coming back or how how does it how, how does it work for you like are you stationed in europe how, how do you tour how does that work uh most of my touring is in europe okay uh, i would say so um yeah and i have a couple of nice nice stuff coming up uh all over Europe, 
But for the States, I hope I can come back next spring or summer because I have a friend of mine who's studying in New York and he wants to record another CD in New York with me on drums. So I hope I can do that. Everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but you ultimately are in control. What's what's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Hmm. That's an interesting question. <laughs> uh, I would say I'm a good listener for foremost. Most and uh, yeah, I like to sit down and listen to the other players and try to put my stuff in there somehow. But you know, not not drown anybody and yeah, just be an empathetic musician. You know. So if you could get into a time machine and see any jazz performance, who would you love to go see live? Uh, it has to be Billy Higgins. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I, I have really dreams about meeting him or seeing him play. And of course, Joe, my, my, my mentor, he, he was talking so much about seeing Billy play and how relaxed he was and how he, his posture was. So that's, that would be my, my first so, you know, I, I always ask musicians about right now, now that music's coming back, it's more live, a lot of more albums are coming out. How strong do you believe the jazz community is in 2023? Getting stronger and stronger again. Maybe there was a decline for, for years or decades even, but I think it's coming back and especially with social media, people can connect pretty easily. Uh, especially, I mean, for me, all over Europe, it's it's easy to connect, and we, we we all try to contribute something and to work together, network. So I think it's getting better and better. Yeah. So, do you have any live shows planned? What's coming up for you as we kind of end twenty twenty three and move into a new year? Uh, I have a nice gig in Istanbul with the great Dina De Rose. Yeah, uh, she's from from the states, and then I go to to this very famous festival in Europe, the Perugia Umbria Jazz Festival, and they have we have five gigs there in um, Umbria in December. Excellent. So, if anybody wants to pick up books, Bossa, they want to learn more about you, reach out, anything involving the album, how can they do that? Uh, I'm on Instagram. I have my own website. You can reach me there via email. Um, I think those are the best. Okay, excellent. Reach me. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out today. It's a wonderful album. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I can't wait to play it for the people. So thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Germany, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. on jazz.